Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Hello and welcome to Saving Lives in Slow Motion. Today, I'd like to talk about teamwork. Now, it's one of those words we hear a lot. Teamwork, teams, team building. Why are teams important, you know? And where does team building and where do teams come from? And why do people just go on and on about them and team working and all that? Now, this is on my mind because today I have just got back from my surgery and we had what's called a target day where we do something as a team. So, you know, in a building with, say, 70-odd people in it, you don't get all of those people together very often. You might sort of walk past them or say hello briefly or spend snippets of time with each other. But actually getting every member of the team from different departments together is pretty rare. And the first thing I would say is that it's a joy. It's really nice to see people and just spend time with each other because you might work with someone but just not see them because you know you're so busy in the day okay so it's nice to be in a team and see people what else well just starting from my own experience you want to work with good people who are honest reliable respectful and I guess teams to be in a team you've got to have something in common you obviously work in the same place or you're Um, part of the same organisation. So it's important to have common aims or purposes. And those of you that have listened to the episode on well-being, um, I talk a little bit about well-being at work and work culture, which I think is really important in terms of teams. So for me, the things I've just mentioned are really important in terms of being part of a team and obviously doing a good job as well. And we've all been victim of bad teams, you know, when you turn up to the hotel where nothing's ready, no one's communicated with each other, everything's chaotic. So there are certain elements that enable a team to function well, so good communication being one of them. But I want to go back in time and look at some studies on teams. And the work of Hackman, J. Richard Hackman, from the 1970s um, is is really interesting. So his work spanned about 40 years. And what he found was it wasn't necessarily people's personalities or behaviours that, you know, made or broke teams. It was to do with what he called enabling conditions. And there are five enabling conditions. What he refers to as being a real team, I'll come back to that, compelling direction, 
an enabling structure, supportive context, and expert or effective coaching. It's often known as Hackman's five-factor model. I think most of them make sense. What he meant by being a real team is that you have fairly clear roles and boundaries and, you know, a shared task or goal. But hey, you know, that's all good and a, a lot of us know the theory behind this. And again, I will post this in show notes just to save time from digressing here. But one of the things I've noticed uh, over the years in terms of teams that you look at from the outside, so whether it's a general practice partnership or people who work in a particular company, is that they often have a shared mindset. So I remember when I was a, a GP trainee that the practices around my particular training patch had very distinct personalities, as in you know, one practice in particular, the, the partners at that practice were, were almost like one amorphous brain because they was they were just so aligned and so similar in terms of their uh, values, the way they thought about problems, the way they interacted with patients. Um, it, it was remarkable, really, almost like they had picked each other. And I, I was puzzled at the time, thinking were you for always like this and you've just ended up, you know, attracting each other as partners or have you become more like each other because you are partners? I don't know what the answer is. And it's really interesting at interviews when someone is sat across the desk from you and you're looking to see if this person is going to, in inverted commas, fit in with your organisation. Are they going to make a good part of your team. And and I've been thinking, you know, what is it that we're looking for? What is it that will make us think, hey, you know what, um, this person is is one of us. And it, and it's really difficult. It's it's not just um that mirroring thing where you want them to be like you because you are not your team. The team is several people. It's a culture. It's the way that you do things. And you know, we we have four um, buzzwords, values that we have at our place of work, and they are community, quality, respect, and teamwork. And I guess what I'm doing in my head is thinking, does this person fit those four things? Are they going to be able to buy into those? Because if they don't, there's no point in them working here because they just won't be an effective team member. And it's not to say that everyone's got to be the same because that would be dull but there have to be some common threads. And I have to say, I'm, I'm someone that finds increasingly, as I get older, I, I cannot stand management jargon, you know, all this stuff about high-performance teams and, you know, norming and storming and all that sort of claptrap that you, you get from management courses. And, and I've done several over the years, or coaching courses, Nothing wrong with them, but it's still jargonistic. You know, I, I'm, I want to get down to brass tacks, you know, the real deal. What is it actually like to be in an effective team and what makes one? I, I recently spoke to someone who is a friend of a friend and he used to work at a company in Europe and he was raving 
about the culture and the leadership there and how he loved his time at this company and part of good teams is is good leadership but without digressing into a whole you know kind of tangent on leadership if you think of your own work if you work in a team environment you know what are the things that you value about it so one that's really high for me is trust you know if you feel you can trust your colleagues then you can sleep well at night you may not always agree on things but trust is pretty high up there for me and it's it's really hard in these days where we're measured on things in terms of outcomes and performance and that leads to a culture of competition and i think it's really important to just refocus teams and remind yourselves that you're all literally on the same team all of us are individuals you know and have different strengths and weaknesses and i think that isn't always valued it's really easy to cast blame and you know even where i work you know some of us are always early some of us are always late some of us are fine detail some of us are big picture but you know no one person is better than another you've just got to focus on each individual's strengths and that way you get the best out of them and that way the team does better there's always going to be um differences between people i mean some people are just more selfish than others other people are more generous than others and there's nothing you can do about that you can't police that and people are just people and as long as those basics are there like trust and respect and honesty you can't really go wrong i say that but occasionally you go into a workplace and you as i said before at the beginning of this episode about culture you pick up on the fact that you know a place might have a, a particular feel about it it might be very somber and serious and you might be someone that likes having a bit of a laugh and it's that whole thing isn't it again about fitting in am i going to fit in is this person going to fit in with the team but as long as they've got their core values in place and they are honest and trustworthy and hard working and all of those basic things you know some people are serious and some people aren't it doesn't really matter and team is also a very broad word i mean you know the people that come and deliver your fridge they're a team aren't they but also apollo 13 i mean that was a team slightly different um but the principles are roughly the same and whether it's in a two-person fridge delivery team or whether it is apollo 13 you have to follow instructions at times you have to ask for help you have to help others and these are things that we often take for granted and sometimes it can feel one-sided the same people just ask for help all the time and the same people seem to give it but you know that's something to do with roles and, and natural ability I'm going to just end with a, a real-life story, actually, because um, this is about myself and three of my really good friends, um, three of whom I've known for about 30 years and one that I've known for about 40. And we all went on holiday together in March. And to cut a long story short, um, it, was, it was far away. It was in Mauritius, and we'd 
just arrived um, on a 14-hour flight and kind of got settled in and we're about to go to bed when we were alerted to the fact that a boat was capsizing because it had been raining so heavily. And the owner of the boat um, came in absolutely soaked, um, asking for help from us to try and save his boat, which was clearly sort of in the throes of being ruined. So we were staying on, on the beach and quickly got our trunks on, got in the water. And what was interesting is that although the four of us have known each other for most of our lives, we don't work together. Um, just like most best mates, we're, we're all medics. Uh, one works in A&E, one works in anaesthetics, and the other one is a psychiatrist, and I'm a GP, obviously. But what was fascinating is how quickly we all just took on certain roles. And um, with the help of our better halves, um, we managed to actually save the boat, get the water out, uh, moved the engines across so that it shifted the weight in the back, and managed to push it and pull it back to shore um, and cover it up and, yeah, sort of save the day. And um, it's turned into one of these apocryphal pub stories that we constantly giggle about because for the first time ever we actually had to work as a team I mean of course we've been in other teams together like cricket teams and things like that but it was marvellous. The other thing is because we've known each other for that many years when it comes to doing that kind of thing together that's quite an extreme thing but often when we play board games or something uh, the four of us have this kind of psychic link because we know each other so well when it comes to giving each other clues uh, or predicting what the other one's going to do we're pretty in tune with each other and there's something about that when it comes to teams and of course the more you work together and the longer you work together the better that instinct within a team becomes and of course I'm taking for granted trust which I still think is the most important thing in a team because if you trust someone, you know they're going to give it their best and you've got a high degree of confidence that if you need them to do something, they're going to do it. Okay, so they are some musings about teams. Um, I'd love to hear from you because most of us work in teams, some horror stories or some successes. Is there something that works really well in your team that you think we should all know about? Do let me know. Find me on Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn. As always, I'm going to post some show notes and links, uh, which I think do help because it gives you a bit of a deep dive and I don't want to hog the episode just talking about things that might be easier just to read. One final thought. The team that sticks in my mind is always looking as though they're seamless and that they've known each other for ages and that they work together brilliantly are the crew on an aeroplane. But nine times out of ten, None of those people have worked with each other before. And that always seems so impressive to me because they just appear as though they've been in a team together forever. And that's to do with culture and roles and knowing what you're doing. It's worth thinking about next time you're on a flight. I'll just leave you with that thought. Anyway, thank you so much for listening. I do hope you enjoyed that. 
as I say, do get in touch with me as well. Do give me ideas for future episodes as well. I'm always keen to hear from you. And um, until we meet again in another week's time, have a great week. Do take care. Bye for now. <laughs>